Taxi. Mom, what are you doing? This is the 77 WABC minicast. Good morning, everybody. This is the other side of midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano. This week was obviously September 11th. A couple of things that one thinks about when you think about the September 11th attacks. One is our relationship with Saudi Arabia, which I think I talk about more than anybody. And two is Gitmo. You remember Gitmo, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, the the military facility there. Four presidential administrations are responsible for the failure at Guantanamo Bay. No one, not one single person, has covered the U.S. tribunal system more than Carol Rosenberg. And we're going to tell you her observations of the situation in a second. But 22 years after the Twin Towers fell, no terror law detainee has been prosecuted for their involvement in the September 11th attacks, which I think is a travesty. You remember, four months after the 9-11 attacks, the first detainees arrived at this military facility in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Now, more than 20 years later, 30 men are still there. There's also a new debate over potential plea deals for five detainees accused of key roles in September 11th, including the architect of this whole thing, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. And this whole thing has complicated the decades-long effort to permanently shut down the prison. And uh, it is a wacky situation. Wacky is almost too light a word for it. But you have these remaining detainees at Guantanamo Bay. The population of Guantanamo Bay has dramatically come down. From near 800 people uh, beginning back in 2002, each president has transferred people out. President Bush transferred out about 580. President Obama, about 200. President Trump transferred out one individual to prison in Saudi Arabia. And President Biden has transferred six so far. So um, there's 30 left. And out of about 15 of them, the government is not going to give those guys up. The government, the intelligence agencies, the prosecutors, they want about 15 of them, 12, 15 of them, to continue to be detained as war prisoners. And the others are from countries we won't send them back to, Yemen primarily, because we think that they would become um, terrorists. And Yemen does not provide the kind of rehabilitation and monitoring possibilities that we need. So they need a third country to take them in. And so far, no one's exactly volunteering to take these people in. So uh, folks have been saying for decades that the facility needs to close. And here we are 22 years later. Not only is the facility still open, but there have been no zip zilch zero nada military tribunals. So uh, Carol Rosenberg was actually on uh, Preet Bharara's podcast, and she answered the question, that I've had. Why has this taken 22 years? What is going on at Gitmo? In a nutshell, how do you explain to the public generally, especially folks who haven't been following it closely, 
but to the 9-11 family specifically, how it can be that we are 22 years along from the attacks, 14 years past the decision to try these men in a federal district court, and there has not even been a trial. President Obama explained it possibly too glibly, but we tortured some folks. And by that, in a nutshell, is the administration made the decision back in 02 and 03 when they captured these men not to pick them up and take them straight to New York City and charge them. They made a decision to disappear them into the black sites of the CIA. And they spent the next three and four years without lawyers, without rights, in incommunicado detention, being questioned and tortured and controlled absolutely with no basic rights as the administration, in the first instance at least, desperately looked for more plots. They made a decision not to charge them, but to interrogate them beyond the rule of law. But why has it taken so long? Why has this taken 22 years? So that accounts for delay, to be technical about it, in two ways, it seems to me. One, they just weren't brought into the proper forum for some period of time. So that accounts for you know sure. three, four, five years of delay. It also accounts for some delay in the legal wrangling over whether or not those interrogations produced tainted confessions. And that has been a subject, as um, hopefully you'll describe a little bit, of the proceedings in Guantanamo Bay. But it doesn't quite explain why so long. You, know, you could imagine um, in, in an Article Three court, in a federal court, if it had gone that route, these issues would have been raised, there would have been motions about them, and there would have been a government response, and there would have been a decision either for or against the government, but it wouldn't have taken 14 years, Right. But the decision may have been that there was inadequate evidence. I know that, I mean, the, the, the process involves the government representing the CIA and declassifying or creating almost like shadow evidence that is applicable at trial. It's SIPA, and you know SIPA yeah. best. Um, Classified Inf- Information Procedures Act. The Classified Information Procedures Act says there are real national security secrets that cannot be made public. And it is the duty of the government and the judge to find a balance between what the public can know, what cannot be disclosed, and create a fair trial. In essence, that has been a big part of the struggle for the judges down at Guantanamo Bay, for the prosecutors in the case, and for the defense lawyers as they try to surface enough information to give them the fair trial. I think this is a disgrace. I think it's an insult uh, to the families. I think this is a damning indictment of the criminal justice system and of the four presidents that have presided over Guantanamo Bay. They need to find a way to do something to adjudicate these cases. They have to. Um, and uh, I think it's a total disgrace, and may this be a lesson to us the next time. You know what should also be a lesson to this country? Stop arming Saudi Arabia. Why in the world are we still arming Saudi Arabia? I read a very interesting op-ed in Newsweek last week from Elizabeth Beavers and William Hartong, who are both with the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft. And to me, it's, a, it's absurd. President Biden's senior Middle East advisor, Brett McGurk, is headed to Saudi Arabia in an attempt 
to secure a dangerous security pact with the Saudis. This comes at a very strange time. Human Rights Watch recently released an account of gruesome rights abuses in Saudi Arabia, the murder of hundreds of Ethiopian refugees by Saudi border guards, which is literally a crime against humanity. And it's ironic that uh, uh, it's the folks in and around the Biden administration that are always encouraging being kind or at least being humane to people that are trying to come into our country and cross our border. They don't seem to be imparting that same message to the Saudis, who their idea of border patrol is to just murder people. 